Amen and amen. Amen and amen. And good evening, Central Park Baptist Church. Good evening to y'all. Hello. How are we doing? We're doing okay? Amen. Amen. Well, if you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in our opening hymn, hymn 676. Hymn 676, and then we'll have an opening word of prayer. And you may be seated afterwards. Hymn 676, if you're able to rest upon your feet, for hymn 676. He's everything to me. He's the fairest ten thousand to my soul. The lily of the valley, in him alone I see. All I need to cleanse and make me fully whole. In sorrow he's my comfort, in trouble he's my stay. He tells me every care on him to roll. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. He will... Oh, I'm sorry. Verse 2. I'm sorry. I was reading verse 3. My apologies. Here we go. He all my griefs has taken and all my sorrows borne. In temptation, he's my strong and mighty time. I have all for him forsaken and all my idols torn from my heart. And now he keeps me by his power. Though all the world forsake me and Satan tempt me sore, through Jesus I shall safely reach the goal. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. Now the last verse. He will never, never leave me, nor yet forsake me here. While I live by faith and do his blessed will. A wall of fire about me, I've nothing now to fear. With his manna, he my hungry soul shall feel. Then sweeping to glory, I'll see his blessed face, where rivers of delight shall ever roam. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so thankful to be here for this midweek worship. Lord, we just pray, Father, that you're uh, bless our speaker this evening as he brings forth your word, Father. And, and Father, we just pray, Lord, that there'll be no distractions this evening, Lord, as uh, your word is is uh, spoken. And that, Father, our hearts will be open to receive and that we'll even be more willing to be a witness to share it with others outside of these walls, Lord. We just count it all joy to be here, Father, and we're just here to praise your name and to grow closer to you. It is in the name of Jesus we do pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated as we turn to hymn 461. Hymn 461. Trying to walk in the steps of the Savior. Trying to walk 
in the steps of the Savior, trying to follow our Savior and King, shaping our lives by His blessed example. Happy, oh happy, the song that we bring. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, stepping in the light, stepping in the light. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, let in pass of life. Pressing more closely, pressing more closely to Him who is leading when we are tempted to turn from the way. Trusting the arm that is strong to defend us. Happy, how happy our praises this day. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior. Stepping in the light, stepping in the light. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior. Let it pass of light. Happy, how happy our journey above is the, is the third course, all right? So when we sing about happy, we need to see happy, okay? I'm seeing some smiles on this side of the sanctuary, but not over here. So, so let's, let's, let's smile as we sing this, if we believe in what we're singing, amen? Amen. Verse number three, here we go. A walking footsteps of gentle forbearance, footsteps of faithful mercy and love. Looking to him for the grace freely promised, happy. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, stepping in the light, stepping in the light. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, let and pass of light. I'm trying to walk in the steps of the Savior, upward, still upward, we'll follow our guide. When we shall see him, the king, in his beauty, happy, how happy, our place at his side. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, stepping in the light, stepping in the light. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, pass of Amen. A little bit, but he is back with us tonight. We're glad that you're here. It's also good uh, to see uh, Miss Erica here and continue to pray for her. She's got some treatments to go through. Amen. As she continues to try to battle. She's winning right now, by the way. She's winning over the cancer. Amen. And they're just going to do a little chemotherapy and a little bit of, uh, of um, uh, that x-ray type thumb. What's that called? Huh? Radiation. Thank you. Uh, on her and to make sure everything is. I don't know who I am most of the time, let alone remember words. I don't, I don't know. And so she's uh, going through that. And so be praying for her. It yes, should sir. start sometime next week. Amen. And uh, radiation's just a little hard on the body. And uh, so uh, pray for her as she goes through those things. All right. Before we go through all of our 
prayer requests tonight. I hope everybody got a prayer sheet. If you did not get a prayer sheet, if you hold your hand up, one of our men who are here somewhere, one of our men that were here a few moments ago, anybody need a prayer sheet? Anybody need one? You need one? Anyone else need one? Keep your hand up there for just a second, and he'll come right now and give us a prayer sheet right here. Amen? All right. Uh, let me give you a few announcements. Church work day uh, this uh, Saturday at 1030 in the morning, September 17th, immediately following soul winning. Soul winning is at 930 in the morning. When we get back from soul winning, about 1030, we'll go out here and we'll start doing some work. We're going to trim some trees back over here in our storage area, clean that area up, do some fence work and other things. Brother Robbie's been working back there, I don't know, almost a month, right, Brother Robbie? Um, every chance he gets trying to clean that all up so that we can really make it an area where we could park our bus. And so I appreciate the effort he's put in, and now we need to wrap it up, and he needs our help to do that. And so if you could come. We have, uh, we're going to cut some limbs back on trees that we have, and we only have one pole saw. Amen. And so if you have a pole saw at home, that would be a good thing to bring. That would help us. Amen. I'm going to bring some chainsaws in case we want to cut anything major down. Amen. I'm ready. I'm always ready to cut a tree down. And uh, uh, but uh, so um, um, if you can help on that. Uh, and if ladies, if you want to come, we've got, for example, in the foyer here, all the door windows need to be washed. We're getting that haze that comes in over time, over the summertime, as the heat builds up in there, and we need to get that all cleaned up and things like that. So if ladies want to come and help, there is a sign-up sheet back in the uh, foyer on the bulletin board. If you're going to come, uh, help us uh, to know that how many folks are coming so we could be well prepared uh, by signing up on that uh, page, if you would, please. Then um, uh, just a quick note about uh, on the bulletin board, we also have a sign-up sheet for those who need the 2023, 20, uh, who would have ever thought that year would come, 2023 uh, prayer book we have, our prayer notebooks. If you are interested in being a part of that, please sign up so we can make sure that a prayer notebook is made for you. Once we get through uh, all the, the numbers we need, I think it's 23 or 26, then at that point, everybody in the church is prayed for every day. Amen? And I think that's a very important thing. I think prayer changes everything. Amen? Remember that little prayer you said, Jesus saved me, and it changed your life forever? Right. That was simply a prayer that changed everything. And so I want to encourage you to be a part of that program. If you have any, if you have any questions, Miss Malori Malugent will take care of that for you as well. All right. Then don't forget October twelfth through sixteenth is our our missions conference. There are a few more of these out in the foyer. If you want one of these, it tells you a little bit about what we have going on for our missions conference. At 5.30 every day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll be having a meal, amen, served. And so um, if you want to be involved with that as well, there's a sign-up sheet out there for you as well. So those are our announcements for today. Let's just kind of go over your prayer sheet. If you have one, if you didn't get a prayer sheet, you still, folks are still coming in. If you need a prayer sheet, raise your hand. One of our ushers will get you a prayer sheet, all right? All right. 
I continue to play for Mrs. Jackson. That was wonderful to see her Sunday evening in the service. We're awful glad that she was able to be here. Then there's a lot of people on here we need to continue to pray for. Rodrigo, you see him on the prayer list. He has cancer. He's a gentleman that sits back by where Brother Eric sits, right in front of him. He has round glasses. Uh, sweet, sweet uh, gentleman. Uh, but he's gone back to his home country. For a few months, but we'll be back now. Probably, I think two months from now, he'll be back. I think he was going to be gone three months total. I think he's been gone almost a month. Is that right, Eric? And so pray for him. He has cancer as well. And so he's battling that as he's gone back to his home country and then coming back to the United States. So pr please pray for him. Of course, Brother Dale Maker, uh, pray for him. Cindy Tingle's recovering well. She's even shaking hands with her arm now that she had the surgery on. So that's a good answer to prayer, but continue to pray for her. Pray for Debbie Marshall. Now, some of you don't know who Debbie Marshall is. Um, Debbie used to sit in one, two, three, four rows back, right in the corner, uh, and she was a member of this church. She's been a member of this church for a very, very long time. Uh, and she, at one point, was our sole Sunday school teacher at one point in our church many years ago. And uh, taught Sunday school for many years. She's in a, um, a convalescent-type home, uh, and she cannot walk. And she's been there probably two years um, and uh, probably will never get out at this point. But she's having a lot of problems medically, and she's having problems with her insurance company. Okay? So if you would, please, pray for her about that. She's into Medicaid now. Uh, as we get older, we get that, and uh, it kind of changed everything. So we're trying to get somebody who can help her through that Medicaid process so she can get, I'm sorry, Medicare process, uh, uh, as she can get that all straightened out and get exactly what she needs. Also pray for uh, Tori Leslie. Uh, that's Mrs. Leslie. She's a missionary, um, uh, and, uh, and her, her and her husband were here with us last year during the missions conference. She has a knee problem, and on December 13th, she'll be having a knee surgery, and what they're doing there is they're putting in cartilage into the knee. She's too young for a knee replacement and too old for the, this kind of surgery to be done. So she's right in the middle there, uh, and it's a very um, uh, uh, particular style of surgery. And so uh, I think we need to pray for Tori Leslie. She's also on our prayer list. And, of course, uh, there's many others. I just want to make mention one more. Clark Fisher's parents are, are both struggling right now, and Brother Clark is with them at this time. Uh, Brother Clark sits right over here. He's about 10 foot, 3 inches tall, uh, and as skinny as a beanpole. Amen. Uh, and so uh, he's a real blessing. He teaches our young adult uh, Sunday school class, a wonderful teacher. And so be praying for him as he's, he'll be back for the weekend, but he wanted to be with his parents and things that are going on there. So please be praying for them. And then, of course, all these other requests that are on our prayer sheet. And then one more thing I want to ask us to pray for is our nation. Amen. Pray for the United States of America. We are absolutely and completely going in the wrong direction. We have, uh, we have turned ourselves around as a nation, and we're headed towards hell instead of heaven. And we're headed there at an unbelievably rapid pace. And so pray for our country. Pray for the conversion of our president and vice president, as well as the conversion of many of the people in Congress. Amen. I believe those change things. Um, I've won many Congress people to Christ in the past, 
in my lifetime, and they, uh, it, it, it changes them just like it changed you and me when we got saved. And so uh, uh, they started becoming concerned about things. They started praying about things. Now, this was many years ago, so many of those people are no longer serving in Congress. However, there are some people, I think, that were born in, in Congress and are still there at 98 years of age. Uh, and they need to retire. But, uh, um, uh, but pray uh, for our country. The only thing that's going to change America is prayer. Now, I'm just going to tell you a Doug Marco idea. I think this is all in preparation for the return of our Lord. Okay, That's just my opinion. Um, As much as I've read scripture and watched history, um, it seems like this is the first time that all these events can actually line up and meet full and complete biblical truth. And so... I may be wrong, and that's okay if I am. But if, if I'm not, it's going to get a little tougher here for you and I before the Lord calls us home. And I mean it's going to get a lot tougher for us. So it's really important then that we pray for each other and ourselves and that we walk more in the Word of God than we ever have before because this is the book that will change your life and keep you uh, in the right direction during this time. Uh, many of us, we like to get little memes, I think they're called. I'm not even sure what that word means. I think, it, I think it's a little cartoon drawing, which is all right with my head because all I see is cartoons up here all the time anyway. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I, uh, we see all these. We like to put on line all of these wonderful little spiritual-sounding statements, but that's not what's going to help us during this time. The only thing that's going to help you and me Uh, during this time to stand for Christ and be faithful is the word of God. As much as I've gone through in my life, and I'm sure much as you've gone through in your life, uh, you probably wonder if you could stand. My worry is that maybe I won't. Maybe it would get so tough that I might cave in. I don't want that to happen. And the only place I can get the strength for that not to happen in my life is from the word of God. So I want to really, really encourage you at this time to really get in a Bible reading program. If you don't have one, there's one at the bottom of our prayer list. Amen. You get it every week. And in 18 months, you'll have read through the whole Bible from cover to cover. Amen. And I promise you it would be a blessing to you. So I want to encourage you to do that. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. All right. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for the truth you give us from your word. Thank you that you've given us your word. Not man's word, not the world's word, not the earth's word, not our mama's word, not our daddy's word, not the devil's word, not the angel's word, but your word. Thank you for that. Thank you that we could hold it in our hands and take it everywhere we go to memorize it and hide it in our hearts and in our minds and live it with our lives. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you'd make us more and more aware of how to apply your word to our lives as we walk through uh, every day for your glory and honor. I ask that you be with uh, the prayer requests we have here. We like uh, Miss Reed, uh, who also struggles with cancer, and Miss um, uh, Jackson for recovery, and Erica, she's going through the treatments that are coming, and Brother Dale Maker, as he uh, also uh, fights with cancer, as well as Brother Rodrigo. Be with Dennis and Susie uh, as they deal with health 
situations, as well as uh, uh, Donna Sorensen and her leg struggles that she has, as well as Gary and Mary Lund. Please bless them and help them. I ask that you be with the Colts they've been struggling with health issues, uh, as well as uh, 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 Jerry Johnson. We thank you for her and that she's here with us tonight. I ask that you bless her and keep her safe. Uh, I ask the Lord that there's many, many people in our church that struggle, and I don't want to miss anybody. But I do ask that you be with, uh, with Miss Debbie uh, Marshall, help her to get her accounts straightened out uh, financially so she can get all the help that she physically needs and not limited by the insurance companies. And so please, I ask that you bless her. I ask that you be with Tori Leslie as she goes through this knee issue. She'll be coming back from uh, the mission field uh, for that surgery on, in early December. We ask that you be with Pastor and Mrs. White as they're taking this time off this week. I ask that you give them strength. I ask that you renew their spirit. I ask that you'd uh, give them a relaxing time, a fun time, uh, to be with each other and with some other uh, 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 Christians that they're with. I ask that you make sure and help us with our church finances to be sure that we use every penny for your honor and glory. You've been very kind to us, and we, not, we are not in a, a place of struggle, but we're also not well off either. We're just right right at this moment, depending on you week by week to make sure everything's taken care of. Uh, yet uh, being able to take care of things we've never been able to take care of before financially in our church without having to worry. So I ask that you bless our church finances, continue to bless our, our tithes and offerings as we give to you. Thank you for the families that have been visiting our church. I ask that you guide them and direct them. Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm selfish, and I want everybody that visits to join, but I'm not foolish enough to believe that I know the will of God for anyone. And so, Lord, I ask that you be with every visitor that's been coming and visiting our church, that you would lead them to the exact place that you would have them to serve you. Now, I think Central Park is that place, but, Lord, that may not be for them. And so I ask them, if it's not, that you lead them to that right place. If Central Park is the place, I ask that you give them peace in their heart uh, as they make that decision. It's very difficult, Lord, to find a good church that you want to be a part of as an individual. I know and understand that. So it's very important then, Lord, that your will would be carried out with each one of our visitors. And like I said, I'm prejudiced. I think this is the only church that folks should be a part of in this area. But, Lord, I ask that you give them the wisdom and the knowledge and the direction to choose the place that you have laid out for them. I ask that you be with Kathy Martin this week, our family of the week. Bless her and help her. I ask to be with all of our government workers, our president, the Congress, the vice president, Supreme Court. I ask that you convince and convict those who do not know you as Savior uh, of their need to be saved. I'd ask that you'd help them to realize that they cannot continue to reject you and speak against you and embrace things that go against your word and think that they're doing that which is good. And some of them even call it they're doing the Lord's work, but it's not your work, Lord, because it goes against your word. So I ask that you convince and convict them through your Holy Spirit of what they need to do, that they would realize that hell is real and they don't want to go there. And if they just call upon you, you would love to take and save them for eternity to be in heaven with you. Lord, I ask that you be with our, our, our first responders, our police departments, and our, uh, our, uh, those in active duty in our, in our, uh, in our church and, and our church families. So I ask that you bless them, keep them safe. And then, Lord, all the other requests that we have. Most importantly, Lord, 
We ask that you be with our service tonight. We ask that you fill your speaker with your power. And as he preaches, that you would speak to our hearts and that we, as your people, would hear with the ears of the Spirit. So I ask that you fill our people in the auditorium with the power of your Holy Spirit so that we can apply your word to our life. And then, Lord, I ask that you bless our offering tonight. Thank you for allowing us to give to you for your glory and for your honor. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, come on up and give it right now. I forgot to make tonight, and that's uh, if you have prayer requests that you like on the prayer sheet, there is out on, on the table against this wall in the foyer and on the desk at the welcome area, prayer request sheets. Just fill those out, and we'll make sure, make sure you get them to me or the pastor. We'll make sure they get on the uh, prayer sheet so that we can uh, have those for you. All right, Brother Yule, you come. Amen and amen. If you could uh, rise and join us in singing him uh 535 we'll do a course of him 535 and then please briefly greet each other as we prepare for the bible study him 535 sing along uh, every day with jesus is sweeter than the day before every day with jesus i love him more and more one I'm waiting for. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Amen. Please greet each other at this time. this evening and and once again I am normally used to being upstairs with the kiddos with the teenagers and so I've, I'm a little uh, misplaced here this evening and, and such as that so if you'll bear with me but I would like to uh, bring a message uh, to you that I believe the Lord's uh, given to me and I, I pray that it would be an encouragement to you so if you would turn your Bibles to Genesis Genesis chapter number 40 Genesis chapter number 40 and if you're able to stand, if you would stand with me. We're going to begin reading there in verse number one, and I'm going to read down through the uh, end of the chapter there. Uh, I promise I'll, I'll read quick if you listen quick, all right? So here we go. Verse number one. 
The word of God says, And it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. Verse number two, And Pharaoh was wroth against the two of, of his officers, against the chief of the butlers and against the chief of the bakers. And he put them inward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them, and they continued a season inward. Verse number five, and they dreamed a dream, both of them, each man his dream in one night, each man according to the interpretation of his dream, uh, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the, in the ward of the Lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sad today? And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Amen. Tell me them, I pray you. Amen. Verse number 9, And the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, In my dream, Behold, a vine was before me, and in the vine were three branches, and it was as though it budded, and her blossoms shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup unto Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said unto him, This is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head and restore thee unto thy place, and thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand after the former manner when thou wast his butler. Verse number 14, uh, he kind of makes a plead here. But think on me when it shall be well with thee, and show kindness, I pray thee, unto me, and make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this house. For indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also have I done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. Verse number 16, well, of course, when the chief butler saw that the interpretation was good, he said, ooh, ooh, me next. He said unto Joseph, I also uh, was in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head, and the upper, uppermost basket there was... Uh, was of all manner of baked meats for Pharaoh, and the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. Verse number 18, And Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head from off thee, and shall hang thee on a tree, and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off thee. And it came to pass, and it came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto all, the, all his servants, and he lifted up the head of the chief butler and of the chief baker among his servants, and he restored the chief butler unto his butlership again, and he gave the cup unto Pharaoh's hand. Verse number 22, but he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. And, and I, I, wish, I wish it would go on, but verse number 23 is a sad verse. Yet, did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him? So I want to preach this evening on a message entitled this, Unwavering Faith. Unwavering Faith. 
Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you once again for this night, Lord. I'm thankful that we have the opportunity to be in your house tonight. And I pray, God, that you would uh, speak through me only the words that you'd have me to say. And I pray, Lord, that you would encourage your people tonight. And we'll thank you for it. Lord, we love you and ask all in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> once a young woman complained to her mother about how hard her life is going on and that she wanted to quit. After listening to her, her mother took her to the kitchen, and there she took three pots and filled them with water. Then she placed the pots with water on the fire and began to bring them to a boil. In the first pot, she placed carrots. In the second pot, she placed eggs. And in the, third, or the last pot, she put some ground coffee beans, amen? After about 20 minutes, she turned, turned off the gas and took out the boiled carrots and the eggs and placed them in a bowl and in a cup poured some of the coffee. She kept all these bowls in front of her daughter and she asked, tell me, what do you see? Her daughter replied, I see carrots and eggs and coffee. Her mother moved the bowls of carrots towards her daughter and asked, touch them, fill them, fill the texture of the carrots. The daughter replied, it's soft. Now her mother moved the bowl of eggs towards her and asked, uh, asked her to break the egg. And her daughter did, and she said, it's hard. Finally, her mother asked her daughter to drink a sip of the coffee. And after drinking the coffee, she tasted its rich aroma. Well, the daughter looked and asked her mother, what, what does all this mean? What, what are you trying to get at? And her mother explained, each of these objects faced the same fire the same adversity, but reacted differently. As you can see, the carrots uh, were hard and strong, but after being subjected to the boiling water, it became softened and weak. The eggs were uh, fragile at first, but after getting boiled, it became hardened. And at last, the coffee uh, we added to the boiling water changed the water completely. And after explaining this, mother asked her daughter, which are you? When you face adversity in life, how will you respond? Are you going to lose your faith in God after facing adversity? Or would you be like an egg, hard, uh, hard and tough? Or if you're like the coffee beans, when things are at their worst, you get better and change the solution around you. This evening, I'd like to speak to you about a young man, a young man by the name of Joseph. When he was faced with unfavorable circumstances and his faith in God was tested, he was found to have a movable faith in God. And I believe here in this uh, passage of scripture, we find that God's servants or Christians often find themselves in situations that can discourage their faith, that can discourage their faith. Notice I said can and not will, because again, I believe it's a choice that we make. We see here that Joseph was imprisoned. Although he was in prison, he wasn't forsaken of God. Right. And, and if we had more time, we'd go back and read the following chapters. But just in summary, Joseph was, uh, was uh, sold into slavery by his brothers. All right? Because his brothers hated him. He, he had some dreams. And in those dreams, he, he basically told his brothers, hey, one day you're going to bow down to me. And I don't know, but if my younger brother came up and said, hey, hey, buddy, you know, and my younger brother's right about here, although we're about 10 years apart, all right? But if he came up to me 
and said, hey, one day you're going to bow down to me. I say, oh, yeah, and I grab his arm and make him bow down right there, okay? But uh, here in Joseph's case, he had 11 brothers, older brothers, meaner brothers, and they didn't like what Joseph was saying. So they threw him in a pit, and after, after he cried all night, and I think it was most likely a joke at first, all right? But then they hated him so much that some, uh, some people came along and they sold him. They sold him into slavery. Later, skipping forward, we would find that Joseph would end up in Potiphar's house there. Yeah. And, and there in Potiphar's house, he rose, uh, the Lord, the Bible says that the Lord was with them. And he rose to great power there. And, and he became second in command of, of all the books and, and such, such as Potiphar's house there. Well, then Potiphar's wife began to tempt him. And began trying to, trying to, trying to tempt his faith there. I mean, uh, I believe he professed to be a Christian. And Potiphar's wife tried to get underneath his skin and tried to get him to sin, but he fled. He got away from that temptation, from that sin. And, but Potiphar's wife wasn't done, and she went and told some lies about him and got him tossed in prison. And this is where we, we pick up here in chapter number 40 is where Joseph's in prison for a crime he didn't commit. He, he was just simply accused. He wasn't necessarily guilty. And we find that he's in prison, but God hadn't forsaken him. Even in prison, God showed Joseph mercy, and the keeper of the prison made him second in command. Even in the depths of prison, God has a perfect plan to be accomplished. Amen. In, uh, into this unhappy setting came two servants of the king, the head of, head of the cupbearers and the head of the bakers. These men had offended the king in some way and fell prey to his wrath. Well, Joseph... Uh, could have hardly suspected what would become of these men or what would become of him because of these men. And for a moment, I can kind of see Joseph's human side of it. He's like, oh, great. Two more guys I got to take care of. Oh, great. Two more guys I got to feed. Oh, great. Two more guys that are going to be calling my name in the middle of the night. Oh, great. But again, he, he continued to serve and he was continued to be faithful there. Joseph continued to serve faithfully, even though he, was in, he wasn't in the most favorable conditions. Even though he was in a discouraging place, he continued to faithfully serve. Joseph didn't quit serving even though he was in prison. Uh, sometimes as Christian, if anything bad or unfavorable happens on a Sunday, guess what? We automatically say, well, I can't go to church. <clears throat> I woke up with this <coughs> frog in my throat. <coughs> Uh, it could, could be COVID, <coughs> so I can't, I, I won't go to church today. Or I woke up and I stubbed my toe really bad last night, and I don't think I can walk on this foot. Somebody's going to have to carry me, so we're just not going to go to church today. And we come up with all these excuses after one little thing pops up in our life. After one little thing, we choose not to be faithful. If you are driving and you accidentally hit a pothole, or sometimes it depends on the neighborhood you're driving in, but a pothole hits you, all right? You're driving and, and you hit a pothole and you slam on your brakes and you pull off the road and you go into a parking lot and you park the car, you get out and you're like, okay, well, I'm done with this car. I have to go get another one. We'd all be like, uh, what? Are, are you feeling okay? I mean, I mean, obviously, is your car okay? Are you okay? Such as that. But I mean, it was just a little pothole. I mean, your car can still drive. But that's oftentimes what we do as Christians. And, and we begin to quit 
after that first little bump in the road. We quit. We quit on God. We quit serving him. We quit, we quit being faithful. I think uh, next we see that the prison was, uh, was a most disagreeable place. For Joseph, he later appealed for help to gain his release. You see, all I'm trying to illustrate is that, that this prison wasn't necessarily a five-star hotel, okay? This prison wasn't somewhere where you wanted to be long-term, okay? This prison were, wasn't somewhere you wouldn't want your family to live with you, okay? This was, this was a, a prison, a dungeon, and, and, and he, was, he was bound, all right, in chains in this prison. We see that God was beginning to move and bring about Joseph's ascension and release, even though it was not known to Joseph. You see, sometimes God will have you stay in that place for a few more days as he begins to work behind the scenes. And, and I think we've all been there in our lives where we've had that one job or another, and we've all had those ideas of, this is the day I'm going to quit. You know what? Uh, I, I used to work in a warehouse, and they, I'm telling you, we, we loaded boxes into trucks, and there was no AC. I walked in there the first time, and I was like, is this legal? I mean, there's, there's, no, there's no AC. I mean, they, they, they just had uh, a few lights in the ceiling. I could barely see my hands where I was working. And I was like, how, how is this place operating? All right. But again, and I've, when I was working there in school and limited hours, I mean, I was, I was tempted to quit every single day. Before I even got to work, I was tempted to quit. But you know what? I stayed. And I stayed going, and, and I continued to be faithful, even though the conditions weren't the best. And I, I stayed faithful. And you know what? Uh, down the road, un, unbeknownst to me, the bosses were talking, people were watching, and, and a promotion came down the road. And I was promoted out of that place and, and into the office area. And then, and then later down the road, because I stayed faithful there, even though I didn't necessarily like it, uh, another promotion came, and I was able to move up and continue to move up. Amen. Why? Well, because I was faithful. You see, despite the disagreeable conditions in which Joseph found himself, he continued to serve faithfully in whatever responsibilities he was given. And may it be said of us that uh, God's hand is at work in our lives. May it be said of us too, as it was for Joseph, that God's hand is upon all that we do, that he makes it prosper. You see, things will arise in our life that will try to discourage our faith in God. But we can make a choice to use this occasion to show our faith in God to a lost and dying world. You see, as Christians, we must take every opportunity to demonstrate our faith in spite of our circumstances. We must take it as an opportunity to demonstrate our faith in God. And God's going to provide those opportunities for us. The opportunity for Joseph came uh, one, one day when two uh, prisoners came, new prisoners came in and they had a dream. And at first, the men just simply looked sad. And Joseph looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. And he asked this question, why do you look so sad today? And they were sad because there was no interpreter of the dream. You see, the faithful, such as Joseph, would seize the opportunity to demonstrate their faith in God. Joseph responded to their sadness and uncertainty with this, Christ, with this question, do not interpretations belong to God? In other words, what Joseph was doing here in this case, he was, he was pointing them to God. These unsaved people, these unchurched people, these, in, in their eyes, the, the heathens, he's pointing them to God. 
He's saying, he's saying, I may not have all the answers. You may not have all the answers. You may not know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know somebody that does. And let's go talk to them. And so he began to point them to God. And, and it's easy to pass by this verse, but, but again, he still had his confidence in God. He still uh, believed that he was, that God's the one that reveals the interpretations of the dreams. And Joseph invited them to tell him his dreams. And so you see, uh, God showed him, uh, you see, God had showed him two dreams back in chapter number 37. And again, I've illustrated it already, but those two dreams were that eventually his brothers would bow down to him. And throughout these, this whole time, Joseph has stayed true to those two dreams. The, this whole time, Joseph kept confidence in the Lord. And the rest of this passage of scripture would, would detail how Joseph interpreted the dreams. And as we know, the chief of the cupbearers had a dream and it was a favorable interpretation. And in other words, he would get his job back and he would get to keep his life. But unfortunately, unfortunately, the second interpretation the second dream wasn't as pleasant as we found out the baker anticipated that it would be great news. But again, his would end in death and he would not get his job back. See, as Christians, we must seize the opportunities to show the unsaved and the unchurched and, and the lost how great our God is. We must show them uh, that our faith and trust in God, that we trust God completely. In all things, no matter what happens in the world around us, and no matter what, what the politicians do, no matter what, what troubles we may face, hey, our faith and trust is in God. Amen. And as a result, God promises that we will be encouraged. You see, Christians often find encouragement through the results of their faithful actions. You say, well, Brother DeVito, that kind of sounds backwards, right? That, that truth kind of sounds backwards. But in reality, God desires to encourage his people through their faithfulness. Amen. You see, just like, uh, just like the Bible teaches that uh, the Bible teaches about, uh, I'm sorry, I'm losing my place. Just like the uh, Bible says that it's more blessed to give than to receive. Yeah. And, and again, uh, Christmas is coming up and, and I love to receive some Christmas gifts, amen? <laughs> I do, and, and I make me a Christmas list every year. I know, I know I'm 23, but I, I still make me a Christmas list every year and hand it out, send it in the mail, all right? Because I, I love to get some gifts. But again, I, I found to be true, and I, I think if we were to raise, raise our hands in the, in the auditorium, we found to be true that to give is more blessed than to receive. And see, the Bible teaches that being faithful in all things, you yourself will be encouraged. May I remind you that Joseph was all alone? Joseph didn't have anybody. He didn't have parents there to say, hey, hey, son, we're proud of you. You keep on going strong. We're, we're, so, glad. we're so glad you're serving the Lord with your life. Joseph didn't have a pastor there to say, hey, hey, let me, let me show you the scripture today, and I think it will be an encouragement to you, Joseph. Joseph didn't even have friends there to say, hey, Joseph, if you need something, call us night or day, and we'll, we'll be there. We'll come over, and we'll help you with this. No, Joseph was all alone. He didn't have nobody in the depths of that prison. It was just him and God. And, and he had to put his full faith and his full trust in God. Joseph had to determine to be faithful and not to quit and not to make excuses and not to slow down and not to give in. 
I'm afraid that often if you or I were in Joseph's place, I mean, the first night in prison, we would have been saying, uh, excuse me, this bed, this bed is pretty hard, all right? Or excuse me, there's not even a bed in here, all right? Y'all gonna have to put some bed in here. Y'all gonna have to uh, turn up the lights a little bit, okay? It's too dark in here. All right, we'd be calling out for injustice. We'd be making excuses. We'd be saying, hey, I'm not guilty. Get me out of here. I want, I want to see my lawyer. But here we don't find any of that about Joseph. Even though he was in prison, he, he got right to work. He, he began to serve there faithfully. And the Bible tells us there that all that Joseph had interpreted, all that Joseph said came to pass. It came true. And these results would have been a tremendous encouragement to Joseph. I mean, that would have lifted his spirits. Uh, again, he didn't get any letters in the mail, okay? And this, would, this news that everything that he had said, that he had interpreted, that would have encouraged him dearly. And it would have confirmed that he had not misunderstood God's revelation to him in dreams. But of course, the tension he faced in the prison in, in, in prison was not resolved by this. You see, the last verse here of this chapter, verse number 23, says, Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. The rise of expectations, again, he's on cloud nine. The rise of expectations of Joseph thus had reason to plummet, had reason to go down. He... <laughs> But again, we don't find that here. The knowledge that he was correct might have seemed little, seeing that he was still in prison. You see, I can imagine Joseph saying, okay, well, uh, it's just one day since, since they were released. I mean, uh, I mean, I'll give him a day, okay? Day two came by. I, I, I'm sure he's just getting, getting back into his job. Maybe he hasn't got time to talk to, the, talk to Pharaoh there. Okay, uh, day three went by. Week one went by. Okay, I understand. Maybe, maybe you know, we'll just give it some more time. One month went by. The Bible says it was, it was yet till two years were, went by that he finally remembered Joseph. You see, although people throughout Joseph's whole life had forgotten him and betrayed him, there stood one by his side the entire time, and that is our Heavenly Father. You see, Joseph endured the trial of his faith by not allowing the discouraging circumstances to waver his faith in God and his dreams. Joseph's faith could not be destroyed by the circumstances. It couldn't. It couldn't. He, uh, he had an uh, undestroyable faith. You see, Joseph had been stolen from his land and then wrongfully imprisoned, but when the opportunity arose for him to exercise his faith in God, he did. He seized that opportunity. He did it. He was able to dis discern the interpretation of the dreams correctly, and his faith was confirmed. Now he was ready for greatness in public. You see, we can endure the trials of our faith by not allowing discouraging circumstances to waver our faith in God or in his promises. God tests his people's uh, faith in the promises before he entrusts them to positions of greater responsibilities. Or I've heard a preacher by the name of John Bishop say it this way, rarely does God use people in high places that he cannot trust in hard places. 
You see, those who are convinced that God desires to use them in a greater capacity will demonstrate their unwavering faith in the midst of discouraging situations. So let me ask you, do you want to be used to God? And I, I, think, I think we'd all say, yes, Brother DeVito, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, sign me up. I want to be used to God. Well, you got to do what this passage teach. You got to have a faith that's unwavering. You got to have a faith that's unmovable. You got to have a faith that will stand sure to the end of time. You see, just as the carrots, the eggs, and the coffee all face the same fire, we must make the choice to have faith in God and through the difficult situations we face. We must have an unwavering faith in God the Father. My prayer this evening is that the people of Central Park Baptist Church endure the trials of our faith by not allowing discouraging circumstances to waver our faith in God and his promises. Amen. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Nobody looking around. Let me ask you, Christian, how's your faith in God? Do you profess that you have a faith in God, but in reality, you don't possess a faith in God? Do you seize the opportunity that God gives you to show faith in him? Are you in need of some encouragement tonight? We're only on day three of this week, and has it already been a long week? If that's you, I encourage you to come to this old-fashioned altar and ask God to encourage your heart today as you seek to faithfully serve him. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you once again for this opportunity we had to be in your house. And I pray, God, that we would all be encouraged, Lord, to have a faith that's unwavering, Lord, a, a faith that's unmovable, a faith that will stand the test of time. And I pray, God, that we would trust in you in all things. But also, Lord, I pray that we'd be a witness uh, of what a Christian life should look like to a lost and dying world. And we'll thank you for it. Lord, we love you. I pray, Lord, that you be with this invitation now. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would stand. The instruments aren't going to play tonight. But if you need to spend some time with the Lord, I encourage you to come down. Just spend a few minutes. You don't got to stay long. Just spend some time in prayer.